Oh, yeah. Yes. Once again, it's time for the Al and Frank are making their best effort to be serious show. (laughs) Why did you start this podcast like Parliament? There's a little all yeah in there. Uh, Yeah. You know what? After going uh, on the Joey Diaz uh, podcast, I learned a little bit more about podcasting that I think uh, I want to not, not, uh, you know, take from, but I learned... He's so good at it, and his interviewing style is so great, and he's got such um, – he's, like, he's you know, Uncle Joey, and he's just yeah. – it's just this great feel, and he had a great uh, open and stuff like that, which is where we want to get to because I don't know if people listening always understand. We're developing this as we go. We didn't, uh, we didn't start out uh, on the air with a finished product. We're – trying to build and get somewhere and we're coming along each each week i believe it's funny though um because he's so polished and i i didn't expect him to be even as polished as he was because he just looks he's going to shoot the sopranos but he he looks like he's just in it already and that's the well it was fantastic sopranos yeah he just came along at the time like that somebody was like yeah that guy can you imagine having to go in after joey d is this auditioned sorry for that dude yeah, I I don't know how you you get it. So uh, so you got you got your hair cut today. You look really good. I got my hair cut. Uh, as a black man, I get my hair cut every seven or eight days. What about you? As a black man, I um get my hair cut. I don't get my hair. I got my hair cut this week, and it's probably been a month. So really? yeah, oh, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, but you care more about your appearance than I care about mine. It's pretty obvious. You're <laughs> you're well groomed. I'm unshaven. Uh, although I've been trying to get the weight down a little bit and looking at the webcam, it, it looks like it's starting to work a little bit. So you look good. You look um, like you just solved a murder, and now you're just having a cup of coffee, thinking about how it all went down. Yeah, that or I'm Matt Damon's chubbier, not quite as attractive brother. But you still get that Matt Damon runoff. There's only. He can only take two, maybe three girls, and the rest are all yours. I'm married, but a Thad Damon wouldn't be so bad. It's a slant yeah. rhyme. All right, yeah. so let's get into it. Uh, Dude, lot, what else uh, can we get into except for freaking Tiger, freaking Woods, plus 1,400 winning the Masters, Frank? What's up with that, man? You know, I just realized looking at you, because people listen mostly to the podcast, don't see as much. Sometimes they see the promo stuff. and You actually speak a little bit like Tiger. Watching your mouth, and that's what I do, is about when Tiger Woods, you, you, don't, you keep your teeth almost clenched the whole time, and your lips just move around it as opposed to opening up your jaw completely. It's a very interesting... Did you? Oh, but you have like a retainer or something, right? I did. It's right here for anybody. I, I'm <laughs> right here. Here are my dentures. What's up? 41 years old, still have braces. I threw my retainer away when I was like 16. And my teeth did kind of like, you ever seen people that get that slow divorce where they just can't rip the band-aid, so they just slowly separate. They're sleeping in separate bedrooms. Then they're, they're just not speaking. And then over the course of 11 years, they get divorced. That's what happened to my two front teeth. You just like described my parents. Yeah, they just slowly just the relationship disintegrated. So I had to get Invisalign and it stepped in there. Shout right, out to so, Iortho. So there you go. So Tiger Woods. Uh, I'll try not to distract you this time. Uh, 14 years. Uh, went through a lot of different stuff. Back aches. I'm going to make it sound like it wasn't as bad as it was. Back aches, so twisted back an aches, ankle. That's a nice way to put it. Um, Some would say crippling, debilitating back pain. Yeah, but I'm saying back aches. You're uh, treating it like an icy hot commercial. Yeah, I, the guy's rubbing it, and then there's a red dot there. It's like we we got it. 
Yeah, Icy Hot is for you, Tiger. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a, and then there was some issue with uh, some ladies or something like that. And it, my, always, oh, my, always, my take on this stuff is always, I don't care what people do, but when you market yourself as the clean, uh, all-American boy... And you're not that. You kind of do have stuff coming to you. But it was funny because all the sports writers and everybody piling on uh, other athletes and stuff saying how bad he was. And you know some of those guys are doing the same stuff and just not getting caught. Um, right. They have to be. I mean, it's just and, – and, you know, further to your point, it's just hard for people to understand, including myself and yourself. We've achieved a certain level of rec uh, recognition. But just what is coming at Tiger – I don't think people get it. I mean, Mrs. Brazil is probably sending you her underwear in the mail. And I think the weird, I think the thing that people kind of came down on Tiger for is not only the infidelity, but just like one was like a Hooters waitress and one was a hostess at Perkins or something. Everybody's like, if you're going to do it, go, you know, Brad Pitt and, and get Angelina Jolie. Like, yeah, I mean, but why, uh, no, I respect him for that, for going for the average great looking woman, probably, as opposed to the famous great looking woman um so how did you feel about when tiger did you watch were you watching i did i watched every second or did you walk away from most the of it i watched all day sunday okay yeah saturday i was flying a lot i had a buddy that had a 40th birthday party surprise 40th so we all flew into cleveland to surprise him so i didn't see much saturday but sunday i saw most of it and how did you feel what were you what was your what were you what was going through your mind i just i was like he's so damn close i was like if he doesn't get it this time I thought that it, it would have mentally damaged him. And I think I'm really happy that uh, that he was able to achieve it. And just that moment right at the end when he, he hugged his kid and he hugged his daughter, uh, you know, that for every man is what we all want to do. You want to get off the stage and eventually have your kids look at you and be like, that's my dad. And as corny as that sounds, until you have kids, you can't understand the draw that that is. There, that is an amazing thing. But I, I, I have this question for you: Why, why did you want to see him win so badly? What was driving you for that? Because I'm amazed at the amount of emotional um, attachment people have to Tiger Woods and winning this. Because it seems like there's so much more. Like I don't, I don't remember people being this excited about Tiger. I remember people being excited, but remember he was winning some golf tournaments by 15 strokes at a right. certain point. But it, people, the, he was always a ratings juggernaut, but he wasn't always beloved So by everybody. And this was something, it's almost that the media builds you up, you get there, and then they want to knock you down. And when he was winning, 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 he was in the knock you down phase already. Right. And he'd already, he's been knocked down so far and had to come back that he was – basically, the last couple of years, he's been an underdog. And that could be part of it, I guess. That's a good question. You know, as you say that, here's my thoughts on that. Tiger is, what, 43? Seems so young. Something, yeah, yeah something, something around there. And I think that men, especially men of a certain age – still want to feel like they're viable and still want to, because, you know, we always joke around, oh, my kids think I'm a dork, you know? My kids don't, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 hot, the hot girl that works at the restaurant doesn't even look at me when she puts my drink down. Uh, I think the older you get, the, the less you feel relevant, the less you feel a part of society, you feel like you're 
a wallet for your kids. You feel like you're a, a source to borrow a wallet. A I feel like a bank. Yes, a bank, a sieve of money, Frank. <laughs> and you just kind of like want society every once in a while to be like, hey, you still have value. And as corny as that sounds, I mean, obviously Tiger Woods would be eternally famous forever. But I think every guy wants to have, and it was pr probably a selfish thing for every guy, just to have that one moment where it's just like all the sacrifice that I put forth has been worth it because for as much as the way that you're wired, Frank, uh, wouldn't even have you even thinking about this, but bro, you could be on a boat with six 24 year olds right now and be having the time of your life, partying it up. you got plenty of money to do all that, but you and I chose another path and that path was to be fathers, uh, probably you more than me to settle down and get serious. It took me longer to do that to realize the responsibility that that it is to be somebody's parent because that's that that's that that reward pays off later like a like a like a savings account the short term re reward is you being single or being a, a crappy deadbeat dad that you know cr sends money but your wife and kids are somewhere else and you are just hey it's frank down at the bar you're buying shots for everybody you got bar skanks hanging off you and that's an immediate reward say what you want that's an immediate reward. The problem is when your kid is 18 and you show up at their graduation, they go, hey, who are you? You were never around. Right. That That's the problem. But so I think that what he did, that redemption, because he dabbled in that life that we all either have dabbled in or thought about dabbling in. Maybe not you, but <laughs> most guys where they're just like, hey, I make a good living. I would like to be the guy every once in a while. I want to eat at a rooftop restaurant with some 27 year old looking at me like the sun rises and sets in my pants that's a <laughs> that's a real feeling and that's a normal feeling and i think the fact that tiger did go down that road he tried to he was with every girl that he could get his hands on he took every pill that he could put into his body now granted that's another topic in which we can talk about just how this entire country has been strung out by physicians um into drug addicts that's a whole nother conversation but he looked that lifestyle right in the face because everybody's like, well, he had to come back from golf. Guys, you don't know how much money this human being has. Tiger Wood doesn't have to get out of the bed again for the next five lifetimes. But he worked his butt off, got his body back, got his family back, and got his dignity back. And I think every guy needs some kind of redemption, or at least if it's not redemption, needs some kind of validation for who they are and the man that they decided to be. And I think that hug culminated in all of that. Yeah, I I think part of my thing, I was excited for him, I was happy, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I think it's my uh, hero issue where I try to put not put people on, try to not put people on too high of a pedestal and try to just remember people are all human. So I was excited about it, but I wasn't emotional. I was like, this is cool. I think it's great for him. It's interesting. People have all these stats. Uh, I, I got so sick of seeing it. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, the first time he won a Masters uh, was uh, a Tom Brady was still a backup quarterback at Michigan. Somebody said there's another one where Tiger Woods, um, 
It, there was no internet or something. I was about to say the internet was barely going, right? Right. And I started tweeting things like uh, Tiger Woods hadn't won a Masters since he last won his Masters. It's been that long. Yeah. Just stupid things because I was like, Tiger Woods hasn't won a Masters since people still believe that dinosaurs roamed the earth and people didn't even get what I was doing. They're like, what do you mean? What What do you... It's a joke. It's just that I believe most people think there were dinosaurs. Then I realized other people, some people don't think there were dinosaurs. Dinosaur, so I was like, it would ah. shock you how many people don't. Yeah. Um, so, Frank, tell me and tell everybody about your hero issue. Do you have that same issue when you look at comic books, or do you think that heroes in comic books are kind of, you know, or even all, superheroes? All I like it. It's just it's just stuff to get away from. It's fun for me. I just don't right. like to put a human being. Uh, like we talk about LeBron and some of these are the most important people in the world, but at the same time, they're human beings. They were blessed with something. Yes, they worked hard to get somewhere, but I just don't want to put somebody on such a pedestal. Like when I watch LeBron James, and I think Tiger is the same way where at a certain point where you get to feel you're invincible and then you just do whatever you want. That's what's happening with LeBron James in the last couple of years. He's gone to, he's basically run every team he's been on. He's on the Lakers. Yes, he's incredible. And, but, but he's doing lots of different people's jobs. He's being the GM, essentially. He's being the coach. And you could say he deserves that. Okay. But then take the fall for it. And a lot of times people won't, they either will beat the person up for it, or they'll be like, they deserve everything they got. You know, they're, they're, they're the best ever. And I'm like, well, sometimes when you step outside that box, it's, it can be more difficult and you're human outside that box. LeBron James on the basketball court. Incredible. LeBron James's first communication with people. Incredible. LeBron James, in terms of being a GM on a team, I don't think he's that great. I don't think people want to play with him all the time because he's the star. And it's like if he's on your, if you're on his team, you're never going to get the credit for the win. He's always going to get the credit for the win. Right. But when you lose, they're going to tell you that you're the loser. Now, Tiger's in and Chris Bosh and Kevin Love about that. Yeah, and 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 Tiger Woods is in the ultimate individual sport. Right, he's playing. Everything is by himself, all alone. So it's a little bit different in those terms. But any, I don't. I just don't like putting people on that high of a pedestal because we all have flaws and we're all constantly making mistakes. Some people make bigger mistakes, but to put somebody on that much of a pedestal, I just don't do it anymore. I, I can look at somebody and go, you're the best, you're incredible, but I'm not going to treat the person like a god, which a lot of people do, especially in the social media world, and go, you're better than everybody else as a human being. You're better at something, but I still think human beings, unless you're a killer or something like that, you've done something really terrible and done it... Um, I just think, hey, we're all in this together in some way. And some people are better and they deserve the money they get. They deserve the fame they get. But be careful because that stuff's not always there. Uh, Frank, I agree with you, uh, except on one point. Uh, LeBron James brought the city of Cleveland to championship in 2016. I would cover up a murder for him. <laughs> I believe you have. I, put, uh, yeah, what I'm hearing, yeah, I know where all the bodies are buried. No, I, I do think it's important. I, I understand that. And I get where, um, where people do, but remember he's a, and you can even be a legend, but you're a hero, not a God. That's, right. that's kind of what I, I like heroes. I'm fine with heroes, but I think a lot of people treat heroes as gods now. And I think some of it could be the superhero. You see superhero stuff everywhere and everybody can communicate with each other because of social media and the memes are out there and everything. It, 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 it you know, it just, it world. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a tornado that just keeps picking up more steam, more and more. Right. And uh, I don't know if tornadoes pick up steam, but if steam, if they did, this would be a steam NATO 
that would be only better than the shark. And Frank, I'll tell you and our listeners that tornadoes do not pick up steam. They're not an engine in the <laughs> 1930s. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely agree. And if you think about it, if you want to take it, just go one level below what you're saying, which I thought was so interesting, is look at the people that are called heroes constantly and how they've struggled with life outside of whatever they were considered a heroine. Brett Favre struggled uh, after post-football. It seems like a lot of these guys, I, I mean, what human being could constantly be told, you're the best, you're the greatest, you changed my life, uh, you're the reason me and, my, me and my dad have something to talk about. After a while, unless you are an incredibly grounded human being, that's going to affect, uh, take a toll on your ego, take a toll on your interactions with other people, take a toll on how much patience you have for somebody to tell you, hey, Frank, every once in a while your shit does stink. It would be very difficult for you to t deal with that. And I think the reason that you are one of the most well-adjusted human beings I've ever met is because you don't dwell on your accolades. You are a worker bee. You like what you do. You want to get better at what you do. Because you could mail this podcast in. You could, oh, shoot, is that today? All right, just, uh, hey, okay, we'll just, no, anybody listen, like Frank and I are constantly in conversation and, and thinking about the podcast and, hey, I just saw this thing and maybe this will be good next week. We both are, are interested in this because we're both obsessed with our craft and obsessed with figuring out what the best Frank and what the best version of Al is. And, and you know, I think when you only do one thing that is temporary, a.k.a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers or, you know, the hottest rapper, you're going to be the hottest rapper for two years and then you're old and then there's a new guy. So I think that that's why we see so many people struggle is because they don't, they can't grab, gravitate towards anything in life except the thing that they've, they've been told they're a god at. And I'll tell you how to keep yourself grounded. Marry the person that'll keep you grounded because it'll constantly yeah. come up that you're not that great. Now, you have to be careful because there's a fine line between making it awful and, uh, you know, you've seen the people that have the the guys that have the wife or the the, the woman that has the husband where the, the other one just talks them up and thinks they're the greatest thing in the world. That rarely works either. That's one of those things where... They don't have any idea of what they really are in the world. but And there's the other side of it where somebody's just beating you down. But my wife is always humbling me. My kids are always humbling me. Even when I do uh, feel good about myself for a few minutes, it's one of those things where I just get brought back down to life and realize, oh, there's so much more going on. I remember when I was working in Vegas, Michelle, my wife, would call me right before I went on stage every time with just problems at home. And I'd be like, just wait till I get off stage. Just don't call me before because then I can't do the show without obsessing on what's the what the problem is. I just need this to be able to do the job. And then afterward, I can be dad and husband again. But I do need that hour and a half to be there in Vegas to do my job. And the rest of the day, I can uh, be this other part of me. So it is By that. By the way, I have PTSD from what you're just saying. That was my thing. It'd just be, you know, you know, 8 o'clock show. It's 7.54. And just the, hey, um. Do you know if you put Elijah's iPhone charger, is that in the <laughs> guest room? Because uh, we had to close that room because the dog peed in there. So uh, do we have a backup charger? I'm like, I can't do this. My, my, my do wife this would do, all. my wife couldn't solve any problems. It was, she would call me cause I'd be gone for like f a few days at a time. And she'd be like, it looks like a screw came out of the table leg. <laughs> okay. 
let's put another screw in there. How did you think of that? Because that's what you would do. It's the, if you saw a screw come onto the table leg, first of all, I'd be like, is it still standing? Yes. Is it wobbling a little bit? Not really. I go, then the screw can't be that important. So it can wait until I get home. It doesn't have to be as I'm about to hear, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Caliendo. And to the point where George Cantor, the guy who opens for me a lot on the road most of the time, he actually talked to my wife and said, please don't do that anymore. You're, you're making him go crazy. And I right. really was. I Because re- there's nothing I can do at that point when uh, there are uh, bugs outside. I, there are bugs everywhere. It's the earth. That's part of the circle of life. Well, if you're a better father and husband, you would get rid of all the bugs, Frank. You're right. I, 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 you I'm know kind what? of on Michelle's side on this one. I see your I, point. I should have been the Orkin dad. There it is. It's, it's like that famous Ron White bit where he says his wife is doing the same thing that we're uh, complaining about. And she's like, the dog pooped on the floor. And he goes, I'm in Amarillo. Fine, okay, put the dog on the phone. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Right, so. yeah. My wife would hire a guy to pick up poop, and she did that. <laughs> poo, poo's your daddy. She hired, she said, I'll, she's like, I'll take care of all of it. You don't have to worry about picking up the dog poop anymore. I'm like, okay, great. Then I find out there's a bill every month for a guy who picks up dog poop only twice a week. So it's just sitting around for a bunch of days. And like, that's not, that's not fixing the problem. You said you'd fix the problem. She's like, I did fix it. I'm like, no, you didn't fix it. You handed it off to someone else. Yes. That's slightly shoving the problem a little bit to the right. That's what that is. All right. All right. Now, Frank, I have to ask you this. This is uh, uh, because... I just want to know how your blood pressure is and 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 how you're feeling because this transition is going to be so seamless uh, <laughs> that it might kill you, uh, Frank. Uh, regarding Tiger Woods and regarding you talking about steam tornadoes, um, steam NATO, steam NATO. There was a, um, a an anchor in Georgia, uh, weather uh, person. We don't see gender on this show, and she. Well, we can see it. We just have to. Ident- we just don't have to identify it. Yes. And I don't even I, know if that's right. I, I will sure. see her gender and also say that she was smoking hot. <laughs> um, you know, and she um, had to cut into Tiger when he was on the 18th green because there was a devastating so- storm lo- moving through southeast uh, Georgia. Right. You know what? You're right. Covered. I did bridge this really well. Keep going. Yes. And it was a not even on purpose. Tornado full of steam. And, uh, no, you know, I'm not going to make any more jokes because uh, nine people passed away, including three children. But there was one person who didn't pass away. That was her, the anchor. But that didn't stop people from calling and giving her freaking death threats for breaking in to uh, breaking into live coverage of the Masters. Now, Frank, my question to you is, like, I, obviously, it's not a strong stance saying don't uh, threaten to kill the weather person. My question to you is, how is this a thing? How can you just threaten people? Can I do that? Can can you just well okay so so fifty people? fifty I can I can um, here's part of the thing one she doesn't make the decision right it's not her doing it um, secondly I do have a I do have an interesting take on this because they could just put words on I'll the screen it's interesting but go ahead right, okay but they <laughs> could just put the words on the screen they could scroll it on the bottom and put a beep 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 and it'll happen or. <laughs> They could put her on like a, a lower fourth of the screen. There are other uh, there are other things they could do that would still get your attention, right? So, but again, that doesn't that doesn't warrant a death threat, and that's what we're really talking about. So, 
I do not understand. I've never understood the death threat. I think it's because of the internet and people feel anonymous and they do it all the time on the internet. And people used to speak those words to each other. Uh, people, I could, I'll kill you. And people used to say that as a matter of speaking and not for real. It's like half the episodes of Columbo, I think, um, or Perry Mason, where they have to defend against it. Um, but now people see things they tweet and um, other forms of communication is the same as speaking. It's all melded into one thing. And people just say things they used to say and would never write before. And they do it all the time. Well, you know, I, I guess my question to you, especially about the death threats, are does does this the people's ability to contact you prevent you from talking much and especially posting about your family? Because that was an issue that my ex and I had a, a lot with. She wondered why I did not put her or the children on my Instagram. And I actually, when I was doing my talk show, which you've done Daily Blast Live, there was a heated subject that went viral. And uh, because of that, that subject ended up on InfoWars. And because of that, I got some of the love. Wait, you, from were on, you were on InfoWars? Uh, I guess the clip was on the InfoWars uh, website or whatever. And it was about board. what? what? Uh, it was about white privilege. And, and Alex, it was, was it Alex Jones? You're not going to believe this next guy. What he, what he had to say. He, this guy from, I believe he lives in Denver, Denver, a lot of things. <clears throat> First of all, that that really took me there, but yeah, it really that was a little scary. Uh, yeah, and they're making the frogs gay. They're gay, they're gay frogs because of this man talking about white privilege. It's unbelievable. It look it up. The aliens are trying to uh, inseminate your feet. By the way, I just thought of a new game for us. I will tell you off air. Uh, you're going to love it. Okay. Uh, um, so uh, you, you know, I it prevented me from posting pictures of my children, and then that incident kind of solidified it. Uh, but I was just, I, I just thought that there were certain rules against something because remember, uh, there've been so many shootings who can remember them all, them all, but there was a man that was threatening a small town paper. It was like somewhere in the Northeast and he eventually went into the newsroom and shot four people and I believe killed them. And, but he had been harassing them for years. The kid from, uh, Parkland was not allowed to, um, carry a backpack to school because Everyone knew that this kid was a loose cannon. What? How do we change the rules so we don't have to wait for somebody to do something when they've shown themselves to be a credible threat? And I mean, on the internet, the only thing I can think of is linking your name, your social security number, whatever, with your account. Yeah. But then that opens up so many other That's issues. a weird thing. I get that because I, I go back and forth on stuff all the time. But as soon as you do stuff like that, then... Think about being hacked and people put it. There's just no way. I just don't say. Then you feel like you're really got Big Brother on you because if your name's included on something, then they can anybody can find you that's better at the internet than you, and that's really really scary. Um, some of them can do it right now, but I I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go there. Um, personally, I mean, it it it's it's scary, and you know. I remember I was sitting in a bar back when I used to drink and I was talking to this um, black guy about my age. And, you know, he was talking to me so matter of factly about uh, being a computer hacker. And, you know, like when you talk to people and you can tell that they're full of crap. This guy was not. Uh, he wasn't bragging. He was just saying, like, 
what what would you want me to do? He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it right in front of you. I was like, I'm all set with that. But <laughs> when you start talking about people that are, you know, better at the internet than you, it's this guy. So now this guy gets a hold of Frank Caliendo's account. Now I can send you a screenshot being like, hey, Frank, do you want to tweet this about black people and Jewish people? Or do you want to send me $10,000 and we forget all about this? Right. Because I think that that's kind of, you know, what's next. You know, it's it, so I don't I just don't know how you get past this, but I just didn't know that you could just openly threaten. Can I do that to my landlord? Can I just go down and say, I'll kill you? If people you have, but people have said that forever. People have said, I'm going to kill you. People have said that in a, as, a, as a figure of speech. And now it's just translated into people thinking it's OK to type it and but and we, with all the bad news because we know more now we've talked about this a little bit before we know more about what's going on in the world it seems more realistic and more um possible to make it happen so people are are, are more scared or scareder scared more most guys a comparative and superlative form of scared so I think that's where that's coming from. I think we just see so much more and it's all around us constantly that we believe the threats to be more real because we hear them all the time and see so many bad things happening. But people have said that stuff forever. It's just you see more of it happening now and now you're 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 threatened. That's my take. All right. Well, Frank, let's change gears a little bit. Uh, I saw this stat. I thought it was just interesting. Because uh, I'd agree with it. I, I want to know just what you think about the number. And if you think it matters, uh, I read in Newsweek that it said that 15 to 20% of Americans are living in a sexless marriage. Uh, do you, do, does that number shock you? Does that sound about right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of your friends are married. I'm sure they talk to you after a couple of glasses of wine. Like, what do you think about that number? What is, uh, what, when was this study taken? The last few years or something but, like that? Uh, this was the last few years. This, uh, this last study was 2017. In 2017, how many Netflix subscribers were there? Oh, there it is. That's, uh, I think that's, there's probably a tie. And people just have other stuff to do, uh, have other stuff to look at. Yeah. Uh, it might not be Netflix. Uh, it might be uh, net uh, and then F U. <laughs> yes, or just flicks uh, with three X. Uh, maybe that's it. I was going to go U X X on it, and I was trying to not be, I know we, we could say whatever we want, but I was trying to be cordial. Um, so that's what if the people are happy who cares i mean what's the difference i don't think that matters at all to, to if people are unhappy well i feel like there's also more divorce so i don't know how those coincide it seems like stats that would be the opposite if there's more divorces they're probably not getting what they wanted uh, in that part of the relationship anyway so i don't know yeah i mean i i really like what you said because that kind of coincides with my thoughts when I read this. Your initial thought is a sexist marriage. Oh, what? I think I know more people, men and women, that say, uh, this girl's crazy, this guy's crazy, selfish, selfish, hate him, hate him, hate him, hate her. But the sex is great. Right. And it keeps them in emotionally damaging or unfulfilling re relationships for a while. I also think that, and I don't know the exact percentages of people i think they say one in ten uh people in this country are homosexual i wonder what that number is for people that one are in ten, wait you, one in ten 
One in ten. It's a pretty high percentage. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah, Not that one, there's anything wrong with that. Right. Yeah. One in ten. I would think. I think that I'll I'll double check that for everybody. But I think we talk about the number of people that are bisexual, trisexual, homosexual. We never talk about people that are asexual. And I think people that are asexual doesn't mean that they're a bad person. They're just not interested in sex. They don't want somebody grinding on top of them or vice versa. But they might still want and deserve and need a partner and have something to contribute to a relationship and contribute to society. And I think if there were more... And I want people to know I'm willing to make up for that. Okay. Yes. Just to to bring the average up. Step up for the people. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I think that if that was more of a thing that people talked about, they wouldn't look at it as like a sexless marriage they would look at it at a as a partnership that does not involve much sex yeah but man we never even used to talk about this stuff in the open and there are arguments for positive and people used to keep that stuff to themselves a lot more so who knows what the reality was who people never used to answer those surveys right and now people answer the survey so i i don't know i have trouble with numbers on a lot of surveys and percentages and stuff because I just don't think, I think society's changed and people are more open about a lot of different things. So that used to be a survey that I think people would just lie and, or not do. And now a lot more people are willing to do it. And it's like, do people ever call you for political stuff? I don't want to talk to people about like, I think that's so weird. It's just, it's odd when they want to, they want to do a survey about politics. I'm like, well, no, 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 thank you. Um, so I, I have trouble believing surveys because the, the, you'll see one survey one day and a week later you'll see uh, the, the uh, stats on another survey that are the opposite. So it just depends on the sample a lot of the time. I'm not a huge believer in polls. Look at the last presidential election. And I know people can say uh, the general uh, numbers versus the states and the um, – uh, why can't I think of the word? The um, – uh what what's it called the the uh what's it called i can't believe i can't think of this the electoral college oh electoral. Yeah, right. thanks for bailing me out i appreciate it i didn't it. know where you were going with it neither, neither did i but it, like <laughs> i was just saying between the the general pop the popular vote and the electoral college but we were all told there wasn't even a chance and then so nobody so none of the pundits were looking at state by state which is what was really important in that in the rules of what that election is. Especially the, the major states that really swing it. It's Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. Right. And that's really, it's those states. The rest of them are kind of like, eh. Well, they all, yeah, I mean, you can look at it two ways, but I think, yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is the, the entire news, uh, everybody in news, and I know people who work at different news, like MSNBC to CNN, the Fox News, Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win, but nobody looked at specific states to say, hey, this could possibly go this way. So I don't trust any polls. I, I, and you, like I said, you can have one poll. Who, it's, who's paying for the poll a lot of the time? Yes. It, it, that tells you a lot because if somebody's paying for the poll, they're looking for a certain thing and the company that's doing the research might look at that. And then you, get, you can get different answers by looking at registered voters versus um, uh, likely voters. Uh, so in the same kind of thing with this survey that you're talking about, it could it, it depends on who's answering, who wants to answer, and if people are always answering truthfully. Because I've known when I was younger, I lied in surveys all the time just to throw them off. So. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's have a little fun. Uh, we have a game, uh, that, and it's uh, you know 
we talk a lot about politics and I want to talk to the president, but I want to talk to him about politics, Frank. I want to talk to him about sports. Welcome to the Alexa Prize, Hold on. a university competition to advance AI. I'll get you one Let's of the social the bots now. This is creepy. When you're what is, what is, what Hi, is happening? This is an Alexa Prize social bot. How are you? You're the Alexa today? Surprise social bot. Alexa, yes, please do not edit this out, Toledo. Alexa, turn mm-hmm. off. I am so not your wife. This headline from Reuters. Assange. Manning I don't want a headline from Reuters. Prosecutors. Alexa, I want this to stop. Alexa, turn off. Alexa, no means no. You want to stop? But I love talking with you, and I can talk more about <laughs> what is happening. But if you really want to, please just say the single word "stop." Stop. Thanks for chatting. Quick question: On a scale no. of to five stars, stop. How do you feel about speaking with this social bot again? I feel five stars about this. Got it. Anything else you'd like to tell the university team about your experience? I don't want to tell the university team any anything except that they're messing up my podcast. Alan Frank, no, no, no. be serious. Got it. To try another social bot, just say, Alexa, let's chat. Alexa, disable social bots. I found a few matches. Do you mean chat bot? Mail Alexa, bot, stop. Reader or Discord.app. Unofficial. What is happening? It won't turn off. This is so weird. I've no, never... this is the greatest thing to ever happen in our podcast. Alexa's spying on it's the Alexa's spying on you right now. Alex Jones, paying attention. What's going on right here? You might remember this guy from a couple of years ago, Al Jackson. I uh, was talking about right, white, white privilege, which is uh, different than right privilege. And Alexa, the CIA is listening to everything Al Jackson has been doing since that time. And this is definitely a promo. This is going to be. Uh, a very important uh, a, a moment. We all, we, we all know. I, I never said anything that I just said, even though you had me recorded saying it. I, I'll, I'll answer in a survey to prove that that hasn't happened. The steam tornadoes are destroying the earth and everything is going down. Okay, can we get to my, because Alexa was interrupting. We're going to play a game that's not political. Let's do it. Come on, let's make it happen. All right. Uh, right off the bat. By the way, uh, Alex Jones, great guy. I've golfed with him in Tiger Woods. Good golfer? Um, he cheats. <laughs> All right, Mr. President. Uh, you know, the NBA uh, finals, uh, the NBA playoffs are, are just starting. Is it weird not having LeBron in there? Were we surprised him and the Lakers didn't make it? Well, a, a lot of people are talking about LeBron, and he said a lot of things that I disagree with. And there's a lot of people saying things I disagree with. Um, Alexa, can you hear me? And <laughs> I, uh, I am a little bit surprised because LeBron James, but it was the East. Here's the thing. LeBron James was in the East, and now he's in the West, and the West is a much more different. Let's look at the West as being like the Electoral College. The West, the NBA Western Conference is the Electoral College, and the East is the general population. And guess what? I played by the rules. I won the Electoral College, so that's why it's tough. And then he's basically pulling a Hillary. Well said. Well said. Now, we've got a lot going on in these playoffs. Uh, what team do you think is going to be swept? I think it's going to be the Detroit Pistons. I don't think they have what it takes to match up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I, I look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
You said Bo, it perfectly, Mr. President. I look at him as being the me of the Eastern Conference. He does a tremendous job, tremendous length, just like me, huge hands, <laughs> uh, doing an incredible job. Giannis, Giannis, Antetokounmpo. And that's and I think he's going to do it. It's it's going to be his. It's his to lose. And yes, the Detroit Pistons, Detroit, wonderful, wonderful city. And uh, maybe you could turn your phone down. And is that your phone? I think that's, <laughs> that's your phone. Mine. Your phone dinging. Um, your phone dinging. Alexa coming into the program. Tremendous podcast. Very professional. <laughs> uh, so I think that's I think you're right. I think the Detroit Pistons, they're going down. All right. Now, last question. Uh, you know, obviously, my Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, I believe they only won 19 games this year. Mr. President, please give me some hope that maybe they'll get Zion Williamson and they'll be in the playoffs next year and I can cheer my team on. Well, a lot of people know this is rigged, that uh, Zion <laughs> Williamson is going to be going to the New York Knicks. And if not, the Knicks is going to be the, the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, we're going to see this happen. When the ping pong balls pop up, you're going to say, the Donald told you. DJT knew what was going to happen. He's a soothsayer. He's a Trump sayer. He was trumpeting what was going to happen, and it 100% uh, rigged, and not in a good way. And there's there's good rigging and there's bad rigging, and that's a bad rig. That's well said, and I feel like I'm ready for the playoffs. Thank you, Mr. President. No problem. And, uh, Mr. Alexa, Jones. Alexa, I love you. <laughs> Mr. Jones, do you have any final words about Alexa listening to our conversation? I, 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 well, let, let me just say this, that everything that just happened, everything that just happened, and a lot of it was, it, you, you might think, uh, if you're listening to the Alan Frank Try to Be Serious podcast, that that was staged. 100% not staged. That was not a red flag uh, type of a situation. That was happening in real time. We're leaving it in. We're leaving it in so you can see that the CIA FBI, there's going to be a, um, a Mueller, Mueller report on this podcast about what was happening and uh, the Russians were listening in and it wasn't uh, agreed upon from the beginning. Bam. Awesome. Frank, usually I kind of lead, lead us into uh, what we're going to be yapping our flaps about. But uh, I, I yapping wanted to our turn flaps. it over. Flap, flap. Don't you flap your yap? You flap your yap. Don't You don't yap your flap. Listen, what well, maybe I, do, I guess you do. I guess it works either way. It has nothing to do. With this <laughs> what are you doing in there? Yapping your flap, boy? I'm paying for that. Yeah, you're flapping your yapper. There we go. We're, uh, well, we get whatever. paid to flap our yappers. Uh, Frank, tell me about Silent Day. You sent me this. This uh, No, I want to skip this. I, I want to skip this, guys. I want to talk because we don't have enough time. Okay. So, so I want to save that for something else. So, that's perfect. And that's, yeah. that's an evergreen kind of thing. Yeah, that'll totally work. So I got, I got still one, more quick, one more quick thing, and then we'll be done. All right. So Toledo, we're, we're not getting into that. This is the, the cut point. will probably be around here somewhere uh, after 41, after the, after the game, and then we'll cut back to this. Okay. Okay. And uh, Frank, for as much as I love doing this podcast with you, uh, I actually don't want to talk to you. I, I would like to talk uh, again to my man, Mr. Alex Jones. Because there was something <laughs> you didn't even that, know I did an Alex Jones until this show, and now that's I know, all, but as soon as it, I saw this, because this is a conspiracy theory, and I as soon as I saw that you do, I was like, oh my god, I gotta okay, Alan Alex, the new <laughs> Alan Alex, try to be serious. Tell Frank, I'm sorry we don't do the podcast anymore, but I'm not that <laughs> sorry. 
Um, Mr. Jones. I yes, saw this- Al, Al. Of course, uh, you you uh, remember he went viral a couple times doing it. For, uh, uh, scared the living daylights out of me. Some of the stuff I've seen him say or heard him say, seen him do, seems like something out of an alien uh, takeover movie. Okay, uh, Al Jackson, go ahead. <clears throat> all, all right. Um, a dog was found 135 miles into the ocean and rescued on board of an oil rig. Mr. Jones, how the hell did that dog get out there? Well, I'll explain something to you. The people don't believe that what some of these things that are going on, and that dog has a chip implanted in it <laughs> by a group of uh, beings from a celestial uh, uh, orbiting planet that is uh, you cannot see with the naked eye or any telescope that's available to us in the uh, in human form at this time. But there are a group of shadow people living amongst <laughs> us. And these shadow people, <clears throat> the shadow people, uh, know about how uh, implanting uh, specialized uh, chips that they, they actually are camouflaged inside the body. They're camouflaged Ooh. inside the body and uh, meld with the uh, uh, beings. Uh, uh, the word is escaping me probably because the aliens have implanted one in my brain right now they these beings these beings are constantly infested infestating us if that's a word <laughs> if it's not then it should be and they're putting them in dogs to to, to re- lead them to oil rigs and the oil companies are taking it out and find that it's a pr move by the oil companies to say look we can find your lost pet and uh, it's it's not some type of uh, conspiracy that you think it's the shadow people the oil companies and uh, uh, dr doolittle well said mr jones i think you finally blew the lid off of this one i knew those oil rigs were trying to change their image by finding lost dogs but you explained to me it's the aliens the celestial beings and the chips which i knew chips were involved and they got him, and they used this dog as a propaganda machine, which we've seen over and over again, and he blew the lid off it. Thank you, Mr. Jones. No problem. I, I, I appreciate it. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, and with that, I think that's it, man. I don't want to end this, but I know you got to roll. What a good, what a good podcast. Yeah, uh, great job. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun, as always. Uh, Alex Jones showed up, Donald Trump, and... Um, the at, at Alan Frank. Uh, uh, you can always catch us on uh, alanfrank.com, at Alan Frank across various forms of social, social or social media. Uh, this new, new one. At Al Jackson IG on Instagram, at Frank Caliendo for everything for me. Or you can get us at, at well, not even at, uh, you can get us at al at alanfrank.com. Uh, email al or frank at alanfrank.com. To uh, ask us any questions, we'll, we'll work on uh, getting to more of that stuff in the future. We have live shows uh, coming up, a live show at Phoenix, in Phoenix, at yes. a uh, CB Live in uh, Desert Ridge out here in the Phoenix area. CBLive.com gets you there, and uh, you can look at uh, at or you can look at frankonstage.com uh, for the info on that for me as well. Uh, and Al, what's, it, what's your website, Al? Al Jackson. AlJacksonLive.com. Yeah, so uh, that live podcast is going to be, uh, we're going to have some guests there as well, and we're going to try and take this on the road eventually some too. But as we're developing, like we said at the beginning of uh, the podcast, uh, this is uh, helping us uh, get out there and reach out to our fans a little bit more. So until next, until next time, stay excited because uh, we're the best. I don't know how to end it, so we'll just stop now. Love you, buddy.